0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: I love you I love you Oh, no matter how you say it It only matters what you do Each day, please take the time To tell someone that I love you No matter how you say it what you do, see love is universal, and know that, know that someone's loving you. Mon ferrari, long I ne, he's living dish or could he Happy No matter how you say it It only matters what you do Love is universal And know that, know that someone's loving you No matter how you say it It only matters what you do Each day, please take the time Tell someone that I love you Say it It only matters What you do Each day Please take the time To tell someone that
2: Everyone, not to panic. I am authorized to assure you
0: that so far there is no reasonable cause for loss. Listen, do you hear? It's getting closer. We have come to visit you in peace and with goodwill.
1: We work for a highly funded
3: yet unofficial government agency. Our mission is to monitor extraterrestrial activity on Earth. We are the men in black. You know what
4: the difference is between you and me? I make this look good.
2: It's awesome baby
4: What's happening what's happening? What's happening? This is Coach Kair, and you are now rocking with the best. Thank you so much for tuning in to zoom in tonight with. Coach K Radio, and this is Sumptometry Night. Every second and fourth Tuesday, you know how we do. We come in with the best health care you've never heard of. That's right. We have not penetrated the market yet, even though we have done over 100 shows right here on Coach K Radio. <clears throat> uh, a good friend of mine just said, Have you done a show on gluten, the you know, on gluten and the gluten-free diet, before I could even answer, she said, Oh, I found it. <laughs> Somebody else hit me and say, if you done a show on marijuana? Before I could even answer, they said, Oh, I found it. If there's any show that you think that you want to know what symptometry has to say or has said about curing that particular ailment or disease or distress signal We have it, and you can find it over at SymptometryRadio.com, SymptometryRadio.com. This is a dream come true. Or you can just Google Symptometry, Blog Talk Radio, and the disease keyword. That means cancer, that means sexually transmitted diseases including AIDS, gonorrhea, vaginosis, there's nothing fibroids there's nothing that we have not discussed except for tonight but i and i always say that but then i come up with something else and tonight's show is dedicated to a very good friend of mine who i just met recently this saturday i was down in um i was down in florida and i met a doctor and she said she had neurosurgery. I'm sorry, not neurosurgery, but she had polio when she was young and she's had 36 surgeries. And I was like, man, that's got to hurt. And she said she was bedridden three years ago and now she's up and she's walking and she has a cane. And I was like, you know what? You've never heard of symptometry, have you? And she said, no, I haven't. And she's a doctor herself. And I said, well, what I'm going to do I can do one better than just introduce you to it. I will go and do a radio show about polio, where did it come from, and how do you cure it, symptometry style. And that's tonight's show. Uh, Polio, also called poliomyelitis, has been giving humans fits for hundreds of years. It has claimed millions of lives and avoided being cured by doctors. Even though said there's no more epidemic, it's still happening. Now Somtometry is here, and so is the cure. Thank you for tuning in tonight with us as Coach Kekkaier welcomes Somtometry founder, Dr. Maxwell Narte. Put your hands together for Dr. Narte. It's awesome, baby! Thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Narte. How are you feeling tonight?
3: Oh, fine. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you. Thank
4: you. Absolutely, absolutely. It is it is it is my plum pleasing pleasure that you could join me tonight. Um, I'm just gonna jump straight into it. There was um, a a polio. Well, first off, let me make sure uh, this is a subject. Um, You, how much research have you done concerning polio in your in your medical career?
1: Well,
3: you know, it's not a medical career; it's a scientific career. So. Sorry, Sorry. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> no, um, I started working on polio, not only on polio per se. I started working on viruses when I was studying microbiology, and then I discovered my my objective as a symptomatist was now that you know a whole lot about the different different viruses. All right, what causes them? What makes them? What What makes them multiply? You know, what makes them multiply? And then we, I found a growth factor. All right, once, you've, once you have identified the growth factors, what can you do to clear the growth factors? So it is the clearing of the growth factors, it is the neutralization of the toxins that the, the viruses release that eventually helps to cure the condition. Now, if uh, most of the viruses um, tend to produce toxins, that affect the nerves, the nerves of the central nervous system. That's why they are called neurotoxins. And if you are able to find something to neutralize it, you can slow down the progression of uh, of the of the neurotoxin. So I did my research on that, and this is what I've been using to, to cure uh, diseases that have been caused by viruses. I have not yet had somebody who came to me for polio, in order to see what I could do for polio, so far, I, what I've known about polio is still—I um, would not like to say—at a theoretical stage because in symptometry, curing is proving. So unless you have had somebody to treat and reverse the condition, or to improve the condition, then you will say that okay, I have cured polio. I have the blueprint for treatment for the treatment of polio. I have the blueprint, yes. But uh, unless I have reversed polio in a person who suffers from polio, I would not say that I have cured polio because it's symptomatic again, curing is polio. Thank you.
4: Mm, thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Curing is proven. Um so then let's talk about strategy. Well, first off, I want to talk a little bit more about the the history of polio, polio, and maybe maybe you can explain to me uh, why they used um, some of the techniques that they use. You know, uh, I see a lot of the pictures when you type in polio, they are giving them a oral vaccination. It's like they're squeezing the child's mouth to make him open his mouth to get the uh, vaccination, and it seems that also a video that I was watching was talking about sterilization and that um, it was polio was contagious. Is polio like, I mean, like, you know, some people, when they use the word contagious, they say, well, if he's sitting beside me, I can catch it. Can you catch polio by sitting beside someone who has polio?
3: No, no, no. Polio is not contagious at no. all. Polio is not contagious at all. The person who researched polio very well was uh, Jonas Salk. You know, Jonas Salk was the person who researched polio very well, and then he was the one who came up with a vaccine. And what the vaccine does, it neutralizes. It neutralizes the the, the virus ability. It neutralizes the virus ability to release the toxin that damages. The the myelin the myelin is the coat of the nerve the, sh- the, the 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 sheath the sheath of the nerve or the coat of the nerve It's called myelin M Y E L I N. So when you when you have the word poliomyelitis, it means that is a kind of uh, polio that destroys that produces a, a toxin that destroys the coating of the nerve. And once the coating of the nerve has been destroyed, it will no longer be able to receive or transmit signals. And in other words, um, uh, the cell, the nerve cell, will not be able to divide, to produce a new cell again. And this is how the cell begins to atrophy, to die, slowly and slowly and slowly. So, this is what I know about poliomyelitis. And Jonas Sok was the one who did. So it is not contagious at all. You can sit by somebody who has polio and you will never have it. I have I have physicians who, who who have who have polio and they were not able to reverse it. But at that time I was I did not study symptometry. So you know that was so many years ago when I was in Lomé Togo, where I attended the University of Benin, and then I had a good friend a physician who had polio. Yes. So it's not contagious. Thank you.
4: All right. Um why why does it attack the spine? Why does it why is it why is it the crippling? Why why is it the crippling uh uh disease? Why why does it make the lower, you know, make it hard for a person to
3: walk? Okay. Uh, that, that 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 is very simple because it attacks the 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 the, the lower part of the nervous system. Why does it attack the lower part of the nervous system? Ask yourself this question. Because iodine and chlorine are the raw materials that the major, major organs use. So that's why it does not attack the organs at all. The nerves don't use chlorine. And because they don't use chlorine, that's why they are very, very susceptible. They are very, 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 very vulnerable. They They leave the heart alone. Don't forget that the heart. The lungs, the liver, all of them are using nerves. They are all using nerves in the viscera, in the in the in the, in the tissue that forms the, these internal organs. They all use nerves, but these nerves are spared. These nerves are completely spared. That's why the organs are intact. The person can have good digestion. The person can have good el- elimination, good breathing, and everything. It is only the spinal cord where um, the reflex where the reflex arc. Where the reflex arc is located, down there, all the way down to the legs, that is what is affected. And there is no chlorine in that area. There is no there is no iodine in that area.
4: So, the strategy is what is the strategy for for me preventing it, fighting it? Well, first off, I want to talk about. Preventing it, you know, what's the strategy for me preventing it so I don't have to worry about like my children having it or a child coming down with it?
3: Oh, these days, these days. um, uh, First of all, you have to know the about. You have to know about the polio virus. It is a dirt virus. It lives in dirt. So, the first way, the first, the, the the first action that you have to take. In order to prevent polio, is to wash your hands. Don't just grab an apple with your dirty hands to eat it. You know, don't suck your thumb without washing your thumb first. You see, many children they play in the dirt and then they start sucking their thumb. That is not good. Number two, oh, no, sorry, number three. Yeah. Do not have thread worms in your body if you have a thread web in your body you are going to create a sanctuary a hiding place that would be turned into a trajectory or a staging area for the polio virus you see if you do, if you don't study microbiology to such details you will not know you know the profile and lifestyle of polio once you know how to do this as Donald Salk did once you know how to do this you'll be able to come up with a strategy to prevent polio or when a person has polio within the first two months within the first two months you remove the thread worms. The pinworms are not uh, they don't like they don't they don't like pinworms, they don't like tapeworms, worms per se. They like they prefer worms. You know so the first thing is that uh, as soon as as soon as you are infected and uh, you begin to experience tingling you begin to experience numbness in your toes, numbness in your foot, you know. Or your your legs sometimes when you are sleeping at night, your legs become, uh, uh, I mean, you lose feelings. We call that insensitivity of the legs. It begins to lose feelings as if you don't have legs anymore. Then it goes away. Then it comes back. It goes away. It comes back. Be careful. You are being attacked by polio. So this is what like this, this is what we do as a, uh, for, for prevention. If you know you don't, if you don't want to have to be affected by polio, if you do not want your children to have polio, hygiene, 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 hygiene should be the primary rule in the house. You come to the house, the first thing is you go straight to the kitchen to the kitchen sink, or you go to the bathroom to the bathroom sink and wash your hands. Before you do anything, that's what you can do. Thank you.
0: Hmm. Wow.
3: Thank you. Um, Now,
4: there was an invention when you also type up polio and look at images on Google called the iron lung. Why was the iron lung necessary for polio
3: victims?
0: No, you see, so so
3: that. The progression, so that it, so that it does not it does not go it does it does not go further, you know. If they are not done this study, they would not have come up with this at all. A, they did not know they did not know how the nerve how the nerve damage progresses to other areas. So they had to come up with this strategy. So I applaud them for that. Yes, people have polio, but they don't die. They don't suffer from. Suffocation. They don't. They don't suffer from uh, asphyxia, which is uh, you know uh, a death by suffocation. They don't. They don't experience that. You know their uh, their lungs are, are strong and healthy, and uh, their lungs don't fill up with fluid. You know they don't suffer pneumonia. You know they don't even have viral pneumonia. So this is that. That was a good strategy that they came up with. Thank you
4: the iron lung was a good cuz i'm looking at it and it's it's a, it's a negative pressure ventilator and you said that was a good strategy
3: that was that was that was that was good at the time because you know don't forget that you know in the absence of in the absence of nothing you have to come up with something yes 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 yes
4: but no i mean mine was i we talked about how that how the virus attacked the spinal cord and the lower extremities, but it says that the eye, the iron lung um, enabled the person to breathe when normal muscle control had been lost or the work of breathing exceeds the person's ability. So was polio attacking the lungs as well?
3: Well, I personally don't have the experience of people who have I've never experienced I've never seen somebody. Whom uh, polio attack the lungs. You know, you see, you did see this in the United States. uh, Back in Ghana, you know, in Togo, in Nigeria, in Sierra Leone, when these children were affected by by polio, they were weak. They were weak, but it did not affect their breathing, probably, it did not affect their breathing apparatus. It did not affect them. So here in the United States, I do not know whether there were other complications that the polio vitine suffered.
4: Okay. Okay, that makes that makes that that makes a lot of sense. Um, it says it was encasing the thora- the thoracic cavity in an airtight yes, chamber. Yeah, air cavity, yeah. Mhm.
3: Mm-hmm,
4: used to create a negative pressure around the thoracic cavity, uh thereby causing air to enter the lungs and equalize intrapulmonary pressure. Mm-hmm. Wow this now this this epidemic that uh was happening since from the nineteen from the from the uh late nineteen teens up and up through the fifties yes, basically we have surmised that it comes from uh hygiene was one of the um one of the number one reasons right because it's a virus that lives in dirt and now, of course
3: it's a good yes
4: one of the videos said a lot of nurses didn't even want to um you know treat the patients because they thought that they were going to contract polio from them
3: well well there there we go again there we go again you see these nurses did not study biology microbiology there we go again you see you can study microbiology and then in addition to that you have to study virology so you can study microbiology, microbiology without studying virology. Do these nurses? Do these nurses study virology? When you study virology, then you you have a better understanding of everything that I'm discussing about viruses. You see, how do viruses travel from from, from point A to point B? How do they do that? They do not have flagellas, uh, which is which is the equivalent of legs. You know, bacteria have flagellas. But uh, nurses, I mean uh, uh, viruses, do not have fragile. so they depend on the wind to carry them. They depend on the wind to carry. That's why they are always airborne. Nurses mm-hmm. should have been given a crash course on virology, but they were not given a crash course on virology. Then they started spreading all this folklore and all these rumors uh, and uh, about 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 polio. That they did not understand, they did not know anything about. I am, oh, I am for education, education, not just and uh, expose them to microbiology. Discuss, discuss, discuss virology. After discussing virology, you have to discuss parasitology. How the worms, how the virus picks only one particular kind of worm, and then. It, it, it spends time in that in that worm before it infects others. What is the relationship between the virus and that particular worm? What kind of growth factors is getting from this particular worm? And there are people who are infected with the polio virus, but who I mean, there are people who have the polio virus. In this situation, the polio virus becomes an exploratory virus. It gets it gets into the person to see if it can stay in the person. You know, there are many children who you know, who, who who suck their tongue, who suck their thumb and they don't have polio because they do not have uh, uh, something that will give that to serve as a sanctuary, as a hiding place for the polio for the polio virus. And to I mean discuss all these things, give the nurses a crash course. On parasitology, a crash course on virology, and you have a better understanding of how poliovirus, you know, moves around. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm. Well, that
4: was the 1950s, like you said. They should have had a crash course. I, I am. I, I want to give at least a round of applause for us having the maturity to try to move away from folklore, using that to treat. Uh, from for such a long time we do have some callers on the line already i have some more questions but i want to bring the audience in tonight uh caller from the 708 288 oh no, okay um uh, you, where you're calling from, say
1: you please? don't have a
4: small hello was- all right i think they may have just hit it by accident caller from the 607 Seven three eight. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
5: Good evening. This is Courtney Sullivan from Upstate New York.
4: Hey, Courtney. Hello, Courtney. Yes,
5: yes. Good evening, Dr. Nardi. I just, um, it was so interesting what you said about how the differences, how polio manifested in other countries, without with the not showing so much need for the iron lung and so much lung paralysis. I came across a really interesting bit of medical history and research put together by Suzanne Humphries, MD, and she actually compiled this entire um, historical analysis of other things that were going on in the United States same time that the polio, so-called polio epidemic, was happening at scale. And she came across some really interesting research about the widespread use of DDT, like in clouds and schools and neighborhoods and That is true, that is true. Mm -hmm. Similar, and so she was just putting together this um, point of that there could have been similarities between the manifestations of the lung paralysis and DDT toxicity, that there was such a hysteria about polio, and that at the same time, the widespread practice of tonsillectomies was happening at rapid rate. That's, and correct. that's correct. DDT that's at scale, like you could buy wallpaper with it in it in your homes, and jingles. DDT is good for me and everything. And um, and breastfeeding was falling out of favor. So yeah, it was fairly interesting to see how you know people without root cause symptomatic knowledge, but we're kind of starting to uncover. You know, something else is going on here. So. Yeah, I want to thank you for bringing that to light. That it didn't manifest the same everywhere, and that people really have failed to ask the questions. It just, you know, people freak out. Those pictures of the iron lung are rarely dramatic,
0: <laughs> and um,
5: <laughs> it causes people to really not investigate any further and become scared and not do anything. So, thank you for bringing the science to our awareness.
3: Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. And uh, you see, as, as, I was, as I was saying earlier, there are people. There are people in the northern part of Nigeria right now. The, where the chiefs, where the chiefs ran the vaccination team of the United Nations out of town. They came, they went there to vaccinate uh, the children against polio. They said, no, no, we don't, we don't need your your polio vaccines, and they mm. ran them out of town. And uh, do do these children have polio today? No, they don't have polio. Don't forget that some of the polio vaccines, polio. In the children who were vaccinated, right? mm-hmm. Doctor Laclay Doctor Laclay in 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 Togo, who attended attended the university in Togo, he had polio after the polio vaccination. Mm-hmm. So these chiefs, enough in Nigeria, I will not say they were right in chasing the uh, United States. Uh, and the WHO vaccination team, after, I will not say they were right, but they, they knew something that the vaccination team did not know. What is, what is the guarantee? What is the guarantee? What is the assurance that the vaccine you are going to use to vaccinate these children will not cause polio? That was a simple question they were asking, and they were not able to answer this question.
1: In the United
3: States here, with all this that were going on with children having a very, very weak immune system, in addition, many children were not were not breastfed, many children were not breastfed. That's why polio hit the United States more than any other country. There are many factors that you have to take into consideration. Thank you.
4: Thank you. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you. All right. I'd like to give everybody a round of applause.
2: It's awesome, baby!
4: <laughs> Let me see if our other caller is ready now. Caller from the 708-288. Caller from the 708-288. I'm about to open your microphone. Hello? Hello? Oops, I'm sorry. Hello? Yes. Hello? Did you have a comment or a question? Hello, caller from the 708-288. Did you have a comment or a question? Okay, they may be driving. I'm not going to maybe you hit, the, hit the button accidentally. Um. Why do well? I, this is just I just this is a random question, but I'm gonna go back to what I wanted to ask about polio, but it just came up like why why now? If you can't answer or you don't want to answer, you know I know you don't you know like doing your opinion, but I'm, I'm just gonna ask it. I'm gonna let you answer it the way you want to. Why do why does the United States or the United Nations try to go places and just want to experiment? in other countries with vaccines that they have no proof that they are going to work?
0: Uh,
3: You see, the the WHO, the World Health Organization, was established in order to uh, wipe many diseases off the face of the earth. That is a tall order because who are the people running the w h o with headquarters in geneva? who are the people running these are physicians these are physicians who know nothing but symptom treatment and surgery symptom treatment pharmaceutical drugs
1: vaccination and surgery
3: so what do you expect the 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 w h o to do other than what is being done in different countries where physicians are in charge, nothing is just is just is just wine in new bottle. Wow! So the, here are here are chiefs people who are who are illiterate, people who have never been to school. Most of these chiefs, most of these paramount chiefs, are illiterate. They only ask one question, and you, with your uh, uh, 22 years of education, including medical education and all that, you were not able to answer this simple question. They're asking you, where is the proof, where is the evidence that the vaccine you are going to use to vaccinate our children and our grandchildren will not make them contract polio? So now, you turn the question and you asking me what is the... Look, if you don't have any proof, and don't forget that many of these vaccines, in addition to the poliovirus, because don't forget that most of these polioviruses, some of them were live, in addition to mercury, you know, uh, that, that, was, that was in the vaccine. If Dr. LaClay developed polio after vaccination and that is that is not he's not the only one. There were thousands of them, yeah thousands of them throughout Africa who developed polio after the polio vaccination. Now what about here in the United States? What about here in the United States? There were many people also, thousands of them who developed polio after this. So the WHO could not give any proof that the vaccine is safer. So if you cannot give me any proof, then you know what? I better deal go without any vaccination. So it is not people's fault. It's not the fault of the populace to refuse to vaccinate their children. And these children are not dead today. They are still alive. Some of them have gone on to become ministers, uh, prime ministers, presidents. So there is no. If you cannot have that, this evidence, please don't do it. The <coughs> symptometry, theory is proven. We always go after evidence. And here is the track record. Here is the track record. Here is the track record. If we don't have this kind of track record, that's fine. And now the polio, the polio vaccine. The, the sorry, the, the the polio virus. if is 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 on its way out. It's dying just like the just like the the, the smallpox virus. Who is with being vaccinated against smallpox anymore? Nobody, you know. It, it 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 has reached a phase where it is it is non-active. It is not it is not affecting humans anymore because of the kind of enzymes we are now we are now producing, you know, because of the kind of enzymes we are producing. So it is being phased out gradually. Thank you.
4: Is that is that the natural? uh evolution of the body that we are creating more enzymes now or is that a consorted effort
3: due to uh education well you have hygiene coming in we have health science coming in and it, honestly it is a concerted effort coming from all angles it's a concerted effort and and okay don't forget that nutrition nutrition was introduced in the early nineteen sixties. Before in the nineteen fifties, in the nineteen forties there was no such thing as nutrition. There was no department of nutrition in universities and colleges. So it's a it's it's, it's a it's a a consolidated effort coming from different different areas, you know, that have that have, that 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 have helped mankind to develop an immune system that is stronger than the kind of immune system that people had in 1918, 1920,
0: 1930, and
3: 1940. Thank you. Mm. Wow. There we go.
4: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, and, and I'm glad that the that the Earth is evolving. Um, recently, at a workshop I was attending in Las Vegas. Uh, with Dr. Uh, Mitchell Gibson, we were talking about, and he was giving a lot of evidence about the dark forces that exist on this planet who don't want some di- don't want some diseases cured, you know, because then people will start to live longer, people will start to take back their own power, they will be empowered, <clears throat> excuse me, and they will start to regain their memories of, you know, the potential that we really have where now like you said there's so many illiterate tribes who don't even know who they are there's so many illiterate people on the planet who don't know who they are who are who spend a lot of energy being stressed out by the fear of a new disease or an old disease you know because like mm-hmm. i hadn't heard i hadn't heard of anyone um needing polio vaccinations or anything like that. And then when I heard that this young lady had said she had 36, 35 or 36 surgeries, I was mm-hmm. like, and that was, and that leads to the next question. What can they do surgically to fight or, or what are they trying to do? Or what are they posing that they're trying to do surgically to try, to, to fight polio from a, from an adult from a person who's already an adult
3: well you can do surgery to repair tissue and by repairing tissue you are realigning some nerves and uh, the, the the nerve shafts you are realigning some nerve shafts and by realigning some nerve shafts shafts as the person changes their diet there will be a greater There will be greater chances that signals will be transmitted, so the person will not be able to walk, you know, gallantly, or will be able to strut like, uh, you know, uh, a person displaying a lot of pride. But at least it will be better than being bedridden. It will be better than, you know, not being able to walk at all and being stuck in a. In a, in a wheelchair, inside. Of. So surgery can do something, even though it it, it take a long time. It will take a long time for you to regain your mobility. Uh, it's best for you. I would not recommend surgery. I will not recommend surgery at all, because if we have the, the particulates that ionize, that ionize the uh, the thread worms since we have the particulates that help to rebuild the mealing of the the nerves, since we have the particulates that reverse atrophy of the nerves where the nerves is where the nerves are stopped growing. Since we have these things that were not available many, many years ago, we have we have we have a better chance at reversing polio but unfortunately polio is waning it's on its way out so uh, that will not be a major a major threat right now. There are many children who still suck their tongue with their dirty fingers and, uh, and they don't have polio so this shows that uh, uh, polio is no longer a force or a virus to be to be reckoned with. Thank you.
4: So let's talk about the adults the adults now let's say in their uh 30s and up who have had polio what is the present day strategy someone who has had some surgeries or who uh, who who has been bedridden who is now walking again uh, or who may not be walking again what is their strategy like immediately what are the first three things they need to do I mean of course they need to uh, have a consultation with a symptometrist, but what are some of the things that they can do on their own immediately um, for rectification of what's going on? And I and I and I'd like to hear uh, any th- any dietary issues as
3: well. Is, and that I guess, is that is that is that that, that is where I'm that is where I'm heading. That's what I'm that's that, that's what I'm heading right now because um one thing you have to one thing you have to be very very mindful of is uh, uh fructose fructose toxicity you know um you, you can eat fruits i don't know what i don't know what kind of dietary changes they are making but you know if if you are a vegetarian and then you only want to eat fruits most of most of the day uh you suffer end up suffering from fructose toxicity. And fructose toxicity will end up uh, damaging the DNA. And uh, without DNA, uh, you c- without 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 the functional DNA, you will not be able to produce myelin. You know, because don't forget that it's the gene that releases the blueprint to DNA, so that the three RNAs, you know, uh, get uh, the signal and then they go to work straight away in the cellular organelles to start producing myelin. For the for for, 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 for I mean uh, as a coat of the nerves, and if signal is not being transmitted by the gene, then you know that you lost. You can't. There's nothing you can do. So fructose fructose toxicity is something that to be avoided. It's good to eat certain foods, but don't eat not don't eat too many fruits. And after eating some fruits, make sure that you are going to eat uh, carbohydrates. You are going to eat food uh, uh, so that. Uh, uh, the amount of fructose that you that you consume is proportionate to the full meal that you have a full meal consists of you know starch fat oil sugars you know and protein that's a full meal a snack is not a meal potato chips is not a meal that's a snack you know so know the difference the second the second thing i would the second uh, action i would advise i will i, I would recommend is Leave apples altogether. Apples are no no. Never touch apples if you experience, as if you have paralysis or you experience numbness. Never, never, never touch apples at all. If you do, the formic acid and the diacetyl in apples will make it difficult to rebuild the hearing make it very difficult to repeat it immediately and then the third uh, option is avoid cyanide the food sources of cyanide uh, corn you know corn on the cob uh, if you continue to do that if you continue to to eat corn or items that have cyanide uh, you will not you will not make any any gains at all you're not making any, any progress so these are the three actions I would advise somebody who has polio or an adult who suffers from polio uh, to consider taking so that uh, at least they will see some marginal improvement before they pick up the phone to call symptomatic. Thank you. Thank you,
4: thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you know, I still got another. Um... Let's... Let's talk about uh, let's talk about seafood. Are there any seafoods
3: that um, they should avoid? Well, seafood, seafood, seafood. Well, um, I will, if you like seafood, seafood. Well, uh, when you say generally, when people say seafood, they are talking about scavengers. So, it's uh, it's an it's an euf, uh, euphemism, you know. You say euphemism for a uh, soft word, a soft word for scavengers crabs you know lobsters <clears> that. Uh I don't encourage uh, people to to eat these foods because um uh, they, they they their protein is too tough and they require too many enzymes to digest them and uh, if you have an enzyme deficit already you have polio and you have an enzyme deficit and you you eat something that's going to uh, put you into a deeper hole. As far as uh, enzyme deficit is concerned, uh, you will not heal. You will not heal, and then from there, uh, if you are bad reading, you start having bad sores. Uh, you will be in a worse shape. So I will not recommend seafood at all. Thank you.
4: Gotcha. Thank you. Okay.
3: Now that's even even even
4: even the wild card. Salmon and uh, tuna and tilapia.
3: You don't recommend those
4: either, or are you just saying stay away from. No, you them? see that's
3: that's why that's that's why I said that's why I said uh, seafood. When people say seafood, then you know their 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 focus is on is on the scavengers that I just mentioned. But okay. if you are referring to fish as seafood, then there are many there are there are many different kinds of fish that you that you can eat that you can eat and then uh, and then. Uh, and then uh, that that will place you on the path to to marginal recovery. Uh, uh, you you leave leave uh, leave swordfish alone. Leave swordfish alone because you know they have too many they have too many heavy metals. So, um, but uh, if you would like to eat some, uh, if you like to eat cod, if you like to eat uh, uh, other other fish. Uh, uh, we have freshwater fish why 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 see why sea water fish? you can have a lot of fresh water fish there are so many they still appear out there no there are so many kinds of freshwater fish that you can eat not only because of uh they uh, because because they are safer but because they also provide a lot of vitamin d twelve and why you need vitamin d twelve when you are trying to produce a nerve. Because the nerve is produced in the cytoplasm of the cell, the nerve is not produced in the in the cellular organelle. It's produced in the cytoplasm of the cell. So you need a methyl donor. You know, M E T Y T H Y L methyl methyl donor. You need a methyl donor in order to produce a nerve. And you know, sardines, you know, and uh, mackerel, you know, uh, these are these are these these are the kinds of fish. That uh, supply a lot of uh, vitamin B12 uh, to facilitate the release of the methyl donor that will help you to produce, you know, uh, nerves much faster. Thank you. Wow. Yes, 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 yes. I, I mean,
4: I'm
0: just so happy. This is a dream come true. And the hits just keep on coming. It's awesome, baby.
4: Because. Just like some of the folklore that we were talking about the nurses that weren't educated in the twenties through the fifties, and they were letting folklore run you know their practice and cause them to not give the best treatment to their patients and you can just imagine the 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 lack of nurturing that the person was not getting. By, you know, by calling them dirty and I don't want to touch you and things like that, that we now, you know, the now people don't really understand that you can create and grow new nerves, that nerves can be repaired. You know, some people hear about a crippling disease or something and they say, well... There's there's no way for the nerve to be repaired. There's no way for the damage to be undone.
3: That is not true. That is not true.
4: That is not true. Yeah. Yeah. Why? But, I mean, what is it? What, what do we need to do at symptometry, you know, like to just let people know that nerves can be rebuilt and can grow as long as the proper growth factors are there. You know, like disease operates in growth factors. Why can't nerves operate in the proper growth factors, right?
3: This is what we talk about cell nourishment you know. we have bone cells. What do the bone cells need for, for nourishment? We have nerve cells. What do the nerve cells need, you know? We have the dentinal cells, the cells of the teeth. You have you have the cells of the eyes. You have the so diff- we have over two hundred different cell types, and each of them require a particular kind of nourishment. I told you about iodine and and, and chlorine for 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 the internal organs, you know, uh, uh, above the pel- I mean, within the pelvic area and above the pelvic area, you see. And then from there, you know, you don't have any organs anymore. You know, you know have structures, so they don't need any chlorine. So they are they are we also have a molecule called phosphory- phosphory- phosphorylated related choline phosphorylated choline you know choline 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 you know it's for it's 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 what, what, what certain nerves use and we teach this at American School of Symptometry. If others are not teaching it that is their problem. We teach the right stuff so that people should know that the nerves can be regrown. The the nerves can be rebuilt, and the myelin, the, the the coat of the nerve can be rebuilt. And you have these are the foods that prevent the rebuilding of the nerve. Unfortunately, you listen to nutritionists uh, who,
1: who, who 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 give you who who
3: give you the who give you a list of all the wrong foods, and then you say the disease is incurable. The disease is is incurable because you got on the wrong train. You are going to Michigan, and you got on a, on a on a train that that is going to Tampa, Florida. You never go to Michigan.
0: <laughs>
4: you got to be headed in the right direction to get where you want to go. Is that what you're saying?
3: That is correct.
4: <laughs> and the tr- and the train here at Sumptometry has left the station. <laughs> We don't want anybody to think that we're going to leave y'all behind, but we cannot keep doing what we've been doing, what uh, the scientific field and nutritionists and old ways that are actually worn out. Like, we can't keep doing those. And so that's why symptometry is here leading the push of scientific advancement, not just uh, uh, – regular memorization of things not just uh what i call parrot therapy you know where you memorize a a certain amount of information and then you parrot it to someone because you are busy treating the symptom and not nurturing and nourishing the cell because that's where the answer is at uh so i once again always give the big standing applause to symptometry for uh, leading the charge in Curing is Proven. It's awesome, baby! If anyone has a comment, question, or feedback that they'd like to make tonight before I let Dr. Nardi uh, get off the line, uh, his time is very, very, very valuable. I'm sure he is, Well, I mean, I, I absolutely know without a doubt that his workload is full to the brim Uh, Please call in 347-205-9089, 347-205-9089. If you are on the line and you already are called in and you would like to speak to Dr. Nardi and leave us a comment or a question or have some feedback about tonight's show, please press one. Please press one. I also want to thank everyone who came tonight to listen to the show about a disease that you really don't hear much about, you know, and um I did this show in honor of my new friend Dr. Elizabeth King <clears throat> and she has just a fabulous story. Um and she's all about empowering women and she's about really coming into wellness and I sincerely look forward to introducing her to symptometry Um, Because, you know, Dr. Nardi, every time I've come up with something, you have said, sure, I have treated that before. I've helped somebody with that before. But this is the first time, I think, in three years that we have had a a subject or a disease that you have not dealt with directly.
3: But you have. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. Back to the blueprint. Yes.
4: Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Now. And the blueprint, I just want to recap tonight's show. You got the blueprint for curing polio while you were studying viruses, correct? And did it just come across the table and you say, hey, since were you looking at like all the different viruses and said, this is what's different about polio and this is the blueprint or the strategy for curing it? Or did someone... Or, or did someone make a suggestion to you?
3: No, 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 no. As usual, I was drinking and drinking and drinking, and, I, and I, until I got it right. You see, what I did was I studied the work of Jonas Sock, you know, and then where Jonas Sock stopped. Here's my question: Why did he stop? You see, why did he stop? And uh, even though he he won he won a, a, a very a fabulous prize, you know, uh, for for his work. That's fine, but my question why did he stop? Why is there polio in the person's body in the first place? Why is it that many people who uh, are exposed to dirt? You know? Who many people who are exposed to dirt, who breathe in dirt, who ingest dirt don't have polio. These were these were the these were the questions Jonas Sok did not explore, did not try to answer. And by answering them, then the doors open and they open and they open until I found a blueprint for, for how to for 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 the cure for, for polio.
4: Mm. Well, there we go. That's 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 one thing I love, like you said, about somatometry is we keep digging and keep digging and keep digging, you know, and we don't throw shade or anything on the research that other people have done in the past. We look at it and then say, how can we go further? So definitely want to applaud you for that.
0: This is a dream come true.
4: I think that this 708 may still, I don't know whether they took their phone off mute and then came back on. So let me see. Call it from the 708-288. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please?
2: Yes. Hi, this is Yvette from Chicago.
4: Hi, Yvette. Oh hello hello, hello. We've, been hi,
2: we've
4: been trying to get you. We've been trying to get you on. Yeah,
2: out. yeah. Well, just like you said, I was driving and you know I didn't want to have an accident. So, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thanks for accepting my call again. I do appreciate it. So, um, I heard um, Dr. Nardi. How you doing?
0: Oh, fine, happy to fine, talk fine. to
2: you. <laughs> um, <laughs> Okay, I heard you mention fruit, right? Fructose. And yes. to add like something to it like a vegetable, could you tell me why
3: Oh, yes. You know, don't forget that uh fructose fructose is sweeter than glucose. Many people don't know all this. Fructose is sweeter than glucose. So, uh, if you continue to to use fructose and you are not able to convert uh, fructose to glucose and glucose to hexose, you will not be able to produce the raw material for producing the backbone of DNA. The oh. backbone of DNA is a, is a five-carbon sugar called pentose. You know, we are all sugar <laughs> molecules. It's pentose. So you have to you, you eat the fruit, which has a lot of fructose, then... The sugar co- the, the, the the sugar conversion mechanism in the body converts it to glucose. That's why you have you end up having glucose in your blood, and then another one, another mechanism again converts the glucose to hexose, so that the different the different mechanisms in your body can have the different kinds of sugar that they want. Now, if you are a fruit, if you are a fruitarian, if you are a fruitarian, a fruitarian mm-hmm. is a person who, get, who 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 is conditioned to accept the fact that oh well there are nutrients in in fruits, therefore I can eat fruits. So by eating fruits, I'm also getting the calcium, I'm getting the magnesium, I'm getting the phosphorus, and so on and so forth. Well, 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 what the fruitarians are not aware of is that. There is something called fructose toxicity. That is when you eat fruits and you don't balance the fruits that you are just eating with a full meal. A full meal consists of carbohydrates, starch, and sugars,
0: protein,
3: okay. fat, and oil. So that's why you have to cook your food in certain oil. That's why you have to use unsaturated fat you know mm-hmm. so look for the kind of unsaturated fat so that you have a complete meal. That this meal should have the five components of a food and this is what balances the fructose that you just ate and then there will be no fructose toxicity. This allows the sugar conversion mechanism to keep working and working for ten years, sixteen years Twenty years until the until the mechanism breaks down then you have to repair it, but many oh, people okay. just many people just they eat some people even eat mango and then or they eat uh uh, uh pineapple and then they leave the house and they go and then they go downtown and spend about three hours before before eating something
2: this is wrong right. That That's what I do. I, I get up in the morning, and I since I've been, you know, learning psychometry, I have, like, because I thought that pineapple builds an enzyme surplus. So I would get, like, you know, a cup of pineapple and, you know, go ahead and get on my bus with my train, and, you know, I try not to eat again until lunch. So you're saying with my pineapple, I need to add something with it?
3: That is correct. You know, so that there will be no fructose toxicity. It's good. For example, it's like
2: good. what? What can I add with it in the morning? Oh, what about really meat pie? Breakfast? What about meat
3: pie? What about meat pie? The, the meat pie that you bake at home, you put put some in your bag <laughs> on your, and then you take it to work, and then you you could you could start munching on the train before you get to work.
2: Oh, okay. I don't know how to make that yet, but I did order your book. Okay, the recipe book, so hopefully that's in there the meat yeah, pie yeah, recipe yeah,
0: that's right, yeah,
2: yeah,, okay, so I did order that, but i I also um thought that fruit and 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 food mixed together will spoil the fruit because it's two different digestions no no enzymes. no, no. You,
3: you you are not you are not mixing them together one one is eating default order.
2: Because okay, so like don't... what, twenty minutes after my pineapple, then exactly. I can eat the meat pie. There you go. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So could that be my problem why my, I have, like I have high blood pressure right right now? And I'm currently working with um Dr. Abbott. Yes. Okay, on my uh blood pressure. So mm-hmm. being that I was eating like that, could that be the problem, too much fructose in my blood or?
3: Um, well, I, I cannot, I cannot say because I don't, I don't have all the players, I don't have all the factors, I don't have all the okay. factors. But all okay. I'm saying is that, all I'm saying is that, you know, first of all, why are you hungry? If anybody who is hungry, will realize that their glucose level has dropped. Oh, anybody okay. who is hungry, and and the hypothalamus that is in the brain that regulates mm-hmm. uh, appetite. It regresses mm-hmm. appetite. Regress appetite by the amount of glucose that you have in your
0: blood. Mm-hmm. If your glucose okay. level
3: drops, then it's not time to trigger the hunger mechanism, to make you hungry so that you start eating something.
0: Mm-hmm. And you
3: start eating something by starting with what? Eating something that has fructose. Right,
2: right, okay.
3: And then... Okay. 10 minutes, 15 minutes later, you eat something that has carbohydrates, something that has oil, something that has fat in it, something that has protein in it. So then you are fine. Then you realize that your bowel will also respond. It responds by you not being gassy, you know, by you not being bloated. That's how your bowels Hmm. will respond.
1: Hmm.
2: Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for enlightening yeah. me with You're that. Welcome. You're welcome.
3: Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. All right.
4: Excellent question. Excellent question. Mix it up, y'all. Stop being so extreme. I'm not just talking to Yvette, because I used to be extreme, too. So I'm kind of, you know, doing the, the career reminder. You know, it's, there's a balance. There's a real Serious balance that needs to be sought after when you are healing yourself. Is that correct, Doctor Nardi? That's
3: correct. That's correct. That's correct. That's correct. All
4: right. What did you tell me a long time ago? From paradigm to paradigm transition.
3: Transition. You don't
4: just you don't just be driving on the highway on the freeway and just snatch your car over into the left lane or to the right lane. You signal. You signal first, and then you start moving over. I just, I, I just really think that a lot of people um, let fear motivate them on their dietary issues, and they just, they just like react really quickly because they got into a situation really quickly. You see what I'm saying? Like they heard, they heard some folklore, like you said, they heard some myths, and they just was like, oh, I, everything's got to be organic. Well I just need to eat more fruit oh <laughs> well, i can't I can't mix my food. oh, oh it always' got something to do with my blood type. Oh, eat right for your blood type, oh well, or just just you know so many so many things that which I call and and I'm not against the word hustle because hustle means hard work, but I guess I'm gonna say the con the con game that goes on in the food industry here in North America. You know, not only North America, but hey, they get uh, uh, olive oil is not produced on a massive scale in North America. (laughs) So a lot of these issues that we keep bringing upon ourselves is because we have the wrong information because we are so gullible. I think I I might need to write a book about. uh, I don't know if it's gonna be gullible nutrition or or yeah yeah gullible. (laughs) Gullible nutrition, you know, people just just jump on whatever because it sounds so good. The marketing plan that these people use is not for your health, everybody. It's not for your health what they're telling you. Doctor Oz is not on your side. He may be a pretty du- cool guy. He's on Oprah Winfrey, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay, like Doctor Field does not know what he's talking about. He doesn't. They don't study cell nourishment. It's just continually talking about treating symptoms and symptom re- and strategies for symptom relocation. But that's not what we're here to do. We're here to cure. So Dr. Nardi, I definitely appreciate you this evening for uh lending us your time, lending us your wisdom, lending us your love. Thank you so much for coming on the show this evening.
3: Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. you have uh, you have many-
4: No, I mean, well, before you go, do you have any uh, upcoming events? Do you have any upcoming events scheduled that anybody needs to know about? Is anything coming up, like, uh, uh, in in in, 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 anywhere in 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 the United States that you have going on?
3: Oh no, Um, this is there are events being planned right now, and uh, and the, uh, the 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 staff at headquarters are finalizing plans, and as soon as that uh, these plans are finalized, uh, uh, you will know, and uh, where I will be, and uh, when, and all that. You know? So that's 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 what is being done right now.
4: All right, all right. Uh, for those who need to get in contact with Dr. Nardi, who are suffering from polio or something that um, you uh, are not getting the answers from from whatever source that you're going to, and you are ready to come over and let Symptometry show you the light, the phone number is 708-691-4977, 708-691-4977. You also can make an appointment at Symptometry.com, S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y, Symptometry.com. For past episodes, of course, you can go to symptometrybooks.com and catch all of our past episodes there. And if you are interested in attending and becoming a symptometrist or even uh, getting your six month health certification in symptometry or becoming a health coach with symptometry, please visit the American School of theamericanschoolofsymptometry.org. I want to thank everybody who tuned in to Zoom in tonight. Thank you all for lending us your time and effort. We do these shows every second Tuesday and fourth Tuesday of the month. And if you got a suggestion for a show that we have not done or that you'd like to hear more about, please send me an email at coachcaier at gmail. Coach Kair at Gmail, or you can even give me a call at 910 375 WELL. That is 910 uh, 375 WELL. Um, also, we'll have a, another quick announcement. This month, we are about to start tomorrow a new moon magic cycle. Moon magic with Coach Kair, Moon Magic 28. Is starting tomorrow, and we're already open tonight. And you can uh, you have until the fifteenth to sign up and register. All right, MoonMagic28.info. Please go check out the website. All you have to do is click on the video. Some of y'all have been sitting on the fence, Doctor Nardi. We can't help nobody sitting on the fence, can we?
3: <laughs> no, I'm still here. I'm waiting until 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 everything is over. That, that, that's fine. Uh, If people are sitting on the the fence, uh, we don't encourage that. We want full participants. Yes.
4: The only way we can win is with full participation. If you are sitting on the fence and you're still wondering, just remember this. You've never seen anyone win a championship from the sideline, and you you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Take a shot. Take a shot. Take a chance. But if you never took a chance, you never really had one. Don't believe the hype about there's no way out of your condition. There are so many things out here that can help you, you know, and symptometry and moon magic twenty eight are two of them that are proven. Proven. We just keep we just keep putting out the hits more and like what is what's my phrase?
0: And the hits just keep on coming.
4: So If you would like to sign up and join us, please go to moonmagic28.info. If you'd like to make an appointment with Dr. Nardi, symptometry.com, S-Y-M-P-T-O-M-E-T-R-Y.com. And the phone number, once again, is 708-691-4977. We're going to see you all again in two weeks, which will be the 24th of March. That'll be right after the spring equinox, all right? So much love to you all, and I just, we're going to go out the way we came in, celebrating. Take care. Love you. (laughs)